1: The Alps officially eliminated from playoff contention in 2023 thanks to a 35-12 loss to the Toronto Argonauts here at BMO Field. Eliminated from playoff contention, right? So we're not fighting for that anymore. We're fighting... uh turns into to more fighting for for
2: your job you want to keep for next year right uh changes the, the mindset slightly but we still want to finish out with wins people are still going to be evaluated these next two weeks so you have to go out there and perform you know what I mean like it, it's a business right you got to perform you got to do your job if you want to keep your job and uh we, we know that as football players in this locker room and I think all football players know that so uh we're, we're not going to go step on the field and have any less expectations than we have you know whether we're zero and zero or we're nine and no, like we're always going to try to go out there and win. That's
1: quarterback Trey Ford before that linebacker Adam Konar. I'm Morley Scott. Good evening everybody and welcome to the show for this week. Uh, those two talking about the end that's not really the end. The end as far as playoff contention came Friday night with that Elks loss in Toronto to the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, they uh, see their record drop to 4-12, and 12, no longer able to make the playoffs, but there are still two games left and there's still things to be accomplished over those two games. Players still have to impress the coaching staff. Players still have to get themselves uh, get themselves some good video, make sure they look good on tape going into the weekend, uh, going into the offseason, and uh, be ready to come back next year. The Elks will play at home on Saturday afternoon against the Montreal Alouettes, and then they will play next Saturday in Winnipeg against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The uh, Elks have a bye week for Week 21, the final week of the uh, regular season, and uh, that means their season for the uh, third year in a row will end without playoffs. For the second year in a row, it'll end in late October, which is uh, pretty early to see the season come to an end, but that's the case. And I, I gotta say, a disappointment. Uh, obviously, this season's a disappointment, but uh, you know, from 21 to 22, I felt better after 22 compared to 21. I feel better about the team uh, as we near the end of 23 compared to what we saw last year, but there's still some work to do. They still have to shore up some areas of the team and that's all going to get flushed out over the offseason with the changes that the team will make. Uh, the game on Friday, not really a good one for uh, the Elks. Uh, Trey Ford, 19 of 31 for 220 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. The uh, One of the interceptions went for a pick six. Uh, the touchdown pass was to Gavin Cobb for his first Canadian Football League touchdown. Four catches for 79 yards. Uh, the rush game for Trey Ford, uh, seven rushes for 47 yards. Good numbers still, not Good Jay Ford numbers, but good numbers uh, for a quarterback in the Canadian Football League to rush for 47 yards. Uh... Kevin Brown's been having a tough couple of weeks, Uh, six carries for 10 yards, a a total of 10 yards, his longest carry was 10 yards, so figure it out uh, in the five carries, other than the one carry for 10 yards, he broke even, so a tough night for Kevin Brown, second week in a row, uh, he's had some issues running the ball, so they'll try to rectify that as they get set for the Alouettes game coming up on uh, uh, Saturday afternoon, looks like the weather's going to be nice, I think last I looked it was like 13 degrees was the expected high on Saturday, so that'll come in the afternoon so uh, that'll be nice so it looks like uh, we'll avoid having any really bad weather any really cold weather this year for the elk schedule although i know it'd be kind of nice to put a coat on and a toque and play a game in late november wouldn't it but uh, not going to happen uh this year all right uh, what's left to go well there's two games left to go and, and uh Chris Jones uh, talked to Dave Campbell today, uh, and Chris Jones has an interesting approach to the final couple of games. I think he did this last year with three games to go. He set up his own little playoffs. Uh, he's going to explain here as he talks to Dave about what he is looking for in the final two weeks of the regular season.
0: The guys are locked in. We've got Montreal coming in. Uh, there's one thing for certain. Uh, when you when you uh, win a division, you have to play a home game and an away game. Uh, nine times out of ten, you don't play your great cup at home and so that's the way we're presenting these last two games we've got a very good Montreal team coming in and uh, they're fighting for for a home field and so we're uh, we're expecting them to come in highly motivated on a short week and uh, and we're gonna we owe it to ourselves we owe it to the fans we owe it to the organization to play as good a football as we can
3: you speak to, and we've talked about the attitude of the team all year. It's been really good, and really good in that 0 9 stretch, really good in the last eight, which did include the 0 9, uh, and even now. Um, how impressed are you with the group, and why is the group better? Is that just, hey, you know, your vetting was maybe better this year or, or what was it well we've only do the guys that practice today there were only 13 guys that have
0: played more than uh more than three years everybody else is one to three years so you got a lot of young guys that uh, again they're fortunate to uh, to be playing pro football and then this is the way they uh they essentially make a living and that's what we asked them this morning is you know eight years ago what were you doing you're in you were in high school uh hoping that you could play pro football mm-hmm. and so now they're realizing the opportunity that they've gotten and uh, that's that's what
3: we're doing you talk to a rookie or veteran they say the same thing we're we're trying to put something good out on film we're trying to you know manny says manny's already you know trained to uh, campaign for 24 i want to i want to go out there and put something good out there
0: yeah i mean again we've got we got guys that are motivated to play and they're, they've they got great pride and uh and like i say
3: that's this first day of 24. what do you think this team has learned uh over the last you know Eight games. You're four and four. You've played a couple of good teams. Your last two games.
0: Yeah, I mean we've, uh, you know, we can we can compete, and now it's a matter of doing all the things that we did on those four, uh, doing that consistent enough to win games. That's that's
3: essentially what we've got to do. Yeah. What do you see out of uh, Trey Ford and the offense? And obviously they've been defended pretty well the last couple of games. That being said, they've been able to get some things done. Uh, the last half in Toronto was tough, but um, what did they learn? What's the big learning lesson for, for for Trey in the offense here? Well, I mean, we've
0: got to we've got to run the football more effectively than what we've run at the last two games. Uh, we can't always depend on uh, Trey to maneuver around and scramble around, and then at the same time, he's got to know where to go with the football so that he doesn't have to scramble around. So those things
3: have to happen. When you look at Montreal, what do you see? I mean, it's Unusual that you see a team for the first time in your seventeenth game, but uh, Jason Moss always seems to bring the best out of his guys.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's a really good coach. He's been here before. He, he, uh, he coached with him, coached against him. Uh, you know, competed against him when he was a player. He's a very big competitor. His uh, his guys play extremely hard. Uh, he and Noel put good plans together. Their special teams unit is uh, as solid as there is in the league. And again, we look forward
3: to competing against. Him. And a team that's been creating turnovers. I think it's nine. Their last three games.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, they uh, they know how to take the football away. We've got to do a great job of uh, of maintaining possession
3: of the football. Tell me about just the opportunity, final home game, and you. Already, I think you've said it, but the final two games. But here you are, your first ones at home to put something really positive out here. Yeah,
0: I mean, again, uh, you know, we've been around the league long enough to know that you know when you win the division, you got to you got to play good on your home field. That's for sure. And uh, you know, the first game of the year, the second game of the years, one of those is going to be more than likely at home you got to play well at home and so we've got to get used to doing that our fans again you uh you look at the number of fans that we have uh you know that have come in weekend in and week out and they love the football team they love our organization and uh we owe it to them to go out and play as hard as we possibly can
1: head coach and general manager chris jones of the edmonton Elks, speaking with dave campbell earlier today after elk's practice they went back to work today getting set for the montreal alouettes who will be here on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock start for that game. About 13 degrees, I believe, is the forecast. Uh, so if you want to come, tickets are at uh, GoElks.com. Uh, we'll have it for you here on 630 Ched as well. 2 o'clock start, 1230 for the countdown to kickoff. We'll get the whole crew uh, together for this one. Uh, Brendan Escott, Blake Dermont, Dave Campbell, myself, David Bowles, all be there at Commonwealth Stadium to take you through uh, the game. So the Elks coming off that loss in Toronto on Friday night. Uh, one guy who played pretty well in that game was uh, receiver Manny Arsenault uh four catches for 50 yards in the game had trouble early on in the game i don't know if you noticed but slipping a lot during the game especially early on changed his shoes during the game and found some better footing and then started to catch the football four catches for 50 yards Uh, here's a couple of numbers on uh manny arsenal as we get set to hear from him from our post game show on friday night 144 straight games he has caught a pass in now that's tied i believe it's with ben cahoon for the fourth longest streak in cfl history he is now uh top 20 in receptions as well moving past Andy Fantus so I uh, continues to have a great career continues to outlast everybody who thinks he's done he just keeps coming back for uh, another season year after year and he wants to come back for another one talk to uh, to us about that with with two games left and what what he's hoping to accomplish and what the team has to accomplish
4: yeah, yeah man it's a ton to play for and you know the young guys this your evaluation and for me man you know um i never know when it might be my last snap and you know me i'm auditioning as well because i want to come back for a final year in the cfl and and, and you you know, me, I'm going to play... Till I can't no more, because yep. I know what it's like to sit out a whole season in 21. I know what it's like to have a season in an injury when I tore my ACL twice, so my whole mindset and perspective of how I approach the game is different, but I know well, man, it's all about being a pro's pro, being consistent, and putting in the work daily, but I fight the way I fight, because the game has been taken away from me several times, and um, the reality of it is, you know what, I had the experience um, you know, I hadn't been at the top, I had been at the bottom so for me, man, it's just trying to continue to build on his legacy, mold the guys that's around me to show them how I pro-operate so their careers can be long as mine or get an so they can provide for their families. But for me, man, it's about these guys in the locker room. I'm trying to show up every day and show them what it is to be a pro. Even when things aren't going my way, um, you just got to show up, man, and be where your feet are.
1: You said that the game's been taken away from you. You've kept yeah. coming back, though. Tonight, your receptions tonight give you uh, receptions in 144 straight games. That's the fourth longest streak in CFL history. Your receptions also uh, put you in the top 20 all-time in receptions. I think you're at 643 now. What do those numbers mean to you?
4: Man, they mean a ton. Um, Like I said, I was a guy, you know, set on the couch all of 21. I was counted out, by the grace of God, you know, um, G. Roy, Coach Jones, them, they gave me an opportunity. You know, coaches felt that it was something that I can do and can still contribute. So, you know what, I applaud those guys for that, man. And um, I just never was defeated. And I'm going to continue to keep coming back. But um it's all about the will and the want to, man. You know, um the game's physical, you know. And it's just for me, man. I'm gonna go till I can't go no more, and I'm gonna ride these wheels <laughs> till they fall off. But to have that and to have a legacy, man, means a ton. Cause folks gotta add you in that conversation when you start talking about some of the greats and the guys that did things in the CFL. I'm in the same company as them, so it's a blessing and it's a privilege and it's an honor, man. So like I said, I can't take any of this for granted, never will. I'm not built like that. But um law- as as i got breath in my body man man the arsenal continue to go you know so and that's what it's about you know we signed up for 18 weeks plus postseason so i'm gonna give you everything i got while i'm here so that's just how i'm built and how i'm wired
1: Five catches uh, for uh, s- uh, 50 yards, four catches for 50 yards on Friday. This season, Manny Arsenault, 24 uh, receptions, 246 yards, and uh, that's 24 to 29. So he doesn't drop a whole lot. Uh, if, it's, uh, if it hits him in the hands, he's going to catch it. What a great career he's had. Uh, i got to believe he's heading to the Hall of Fame. Looking for a touchdown this year to keep that streak alive. I think he's had a touchdown pretty much in every season uh, he has played. So that's uh, Manny Arsenault, and uh, he just keeps getting uh, more and more dull. Done in his CFL career, and he said a couple of times this year he wants to come back and play one more season at least in the Canadian Football League. But uh, one more season, uh, not out of the realm of possibility. I think he might have to take a maybe a, a little bit of a smaller role with the team. But certainly he is able to come back. He's uh, 36 now, just turned 36, so uh, he might have a year or two left in him. We'll see if he can uh, if he can hang out for one more season. But what a great CFL career he has had, uh, guy with a great career ahead of him is Trey Ford. We're going to check in with him from the Antler Up podcast when uh, we come back on the Elks this week here on 630 Chad.
0: Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630
1: Chad hey i sat down last week with elks quarterback trey ford for about a half an hour uh for the elks podcast to antler up Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff uh you can uh you can head to wherever you get your podcast, apple spotify and and have a listen to the entire half hour we'll we'll give you a little snippet uh right here uh uh, have you been watching the netflix quarterback series uh trey ford has we're going to hear him talk about that we're going to hear him uh talk about all the football he watches including the canadian football league games
2: I watch every single CFL game unless it's like a doubleheader and we play second. Then I usually don't watch that game, but like I, I haven't missed very many CFL games this year. I uh, watch a lot of OUA football, too. Uh, just because, you know, I, I know some people that are still there and I like to go back and watch the games. Uh, and then I watch NFL. I don't watch a ton of college football. I only watch like the big games when like top teams are playing each other or when, like when colorado is playing yeah big school so yeah
1: colorado's caught everybody's attention yeah. right <laughs> what's gone on there this year yeah right? so uh the netflix quarterback series i know you you've watched oh, that, watch that yeah. tell me your your thoughts on that i'm i'm watching it i'm haven't finished yet but it's just a fantastic uh, thing to watch uh, great access and uh, i imagine as a quarterback you see it differently than i see it
2: yeah i mean like it's definitely For starters, big Kirk Cousins fan after watching that.
1: Yeah, Uh, me too.
2: I I really, really like him and just like all the, the effort they put in. And I mean, they're putting in the long hours, but just to see how they prepare slightly different than how we prepare or just things they do differently. And then it's hard, like just watching football in general, because like, I can't just watch it and say, oh, wow, like that was a really nice throw. That was a really nice catch. That was a good play. It's like, oh, well. I wonder what made him get to this part of the read, da, da da da, kind of thing, and trying to puzzle things together, which is tough when you don't actually have, you know, all the information. Um, and then you know you're stuck rewinding and you're looking at the plays and stuff, and then you like miss the next play because you're rewinding. So it's a little, uh, it's a little hectic when you're when you're just watching regular football and stuff on TV and like the documentaries. But it was uh, it was definitely cool. I really enjoyed that quarterback series for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you like Kirk Cousins. What else did you did you take out of that series? Have you uh, You've watched it all.
2: Yeah, I've, I've watched it all. Um, just the the competitiveness of the quarterbacks and like Kirk Cousins, how he prepares, I thought he did a great job. Um, and then just like the big thing I realized, is they don't use wristbands, which I feel like is kind of crazy because then you just got to like, the coach just says like 14 words in your helmet and then you just got to go echo it to everybody in order and let everybody know what they're doing. or I'm like, I feel like that's a little bit tough to, you know, echo back to 14 words. But, you know, just play 12 and you just read it off, I feel like, a lot easier. But just, like, seeing all the work they put in just to remember that and spit the play out properly in the huddle is, like, I remember Marcus Mariota, he's sitting there with his wife just reading out the plays and reading out the plays and just trying to memorize them, so... It's. I didn't really realize that until you mentioned it now. Yeah, the, uh, you don't see wristbands in the in the NFL, Yeah. Do you? So it's I mean, just... I think I think some teams still use them, but yeah. there's a lot of teams like that's something I look now. Like I watch looking at the starting quarterback, I'm like, where's his wristband? See if he has one or not. So yeah,
1: and and. Those, that lingo is pretty complicated. I, I guess it's not complicated for the guys who know it, but to hear it from the outside, like it's like, what is he saying, right?
2: Yeah, it's uh, like that.
1: and it's there's a lot of you know you gotta you gotta remember things in specific order, right?
2: Yeah, that's like uh, the the tough thing that I realized when I went to Baltimore. I got like they gave me like a fifty plate install. The day before the practice and i was like okay and I'm like i you know didn't get to play i didn't get the place like 10 p.m then we had to practice at like 7 in the morning so i'm like sitting there trying to study all these plays without falling asleep because it was a long day the day started at like nine um and so just trying to study all these plays and i'm like okay i think i got a decent grasp of them and then we get there the next day for practice and there's no wristbands and i'm like what am i going to do Right, and then the the OC comes and puts his arm around me and says the play, and I'm like, "Can you repeat that again? Like, can you repeat that again? Because he just like I wasn't super familiar with the language, and then just trying to remember each word individually, and then put it together in the right order to call the play. Like, it's a lot of stuff when you're when you don't like when you haven't mastered the offense. It's a lot going on. And sure. I
1: and I assume that. The stuff you say is important to the other guys, right? So if you say the wrong thing, you can make the, yeah. you can make a receiver look bad because he's going to run the wrong route because you didn't repeat things correctly. Is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So you, that's that's the big thing about just remembering it and then putting it in the right order as well. So uh, it's definitely a lot, especially like some of the, some of the plays turn out to be like long, long. Like, sentences, right? To get the play out versus there's some easier, quick ones out of like five, which is, it's easy because it's a bang, bang, quick, but you start getting all the motions and everything. It can definitely turn into a long play. Speaking of wristbands, how about Simone Lawrence in your first start this year? Yeah, I know. We took it and then threw it to the sideline and then Frazier Sopic, that ex Western Mustang. You know, I don't <laughs> like those guys to begin with. And he tried to run off with it. I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> just play football, like, okay, you can take my wrist. Off. I'm just gonna go get another one. You don't, you can't hear him say the like the number on my helmet, anyways. So I'm like, really, I just thought I thought it was poor sportsmanship. I'm like, I really don't see the point in that. Like, just go compete and play football. You don't have to do a lot of the extra stuff. I I think some people just kind of try to have that defensive mentality where you're supposed to be really mean and do all this and do all that. But I'm like. At the end of the day, like if you take my wristband, you still got to tackle me in open field. I'm still going to make throws. I'm still going to do this. Still going to do that. Like I just get another wristband.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you missed it, uh, it was early in the game too, right? I believe. Uh, I think it was like in one of the first couple of series. It, I think it was the first play. There you go, the first yeah, play. Yeah, the very first play. Uh, he tackled you on the sidelines, yeah. And your wristband came off, and he picked it up, and it was on the Hamilton bench, and yeah. he just threw it deeper into the bench, and you yeah. had to run into the bench to get it back.
2: Yeah. Right? It's uh. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess that's just more of a, a defensive thing. I don't know if somebody drops something, I'm the guy who's gonna pick it up and give it back to him. But, I mean, people do what they want to do, or I don't know. But I don't, I don't know how they operate <laughs> and what they think, because it's definitely something I wouldn't have done. But it, it is what it is. You still won. Yeah, so we got the win, and I got the wristband back, so it would win.
1: Yeah, he got the win, that's for sure. That was in Hamilton. Good story there. Lots more good stories from uh, Trey Ford. If you uh, head to wherever you uh, catch your pods and uh, download the Antler Up podcast uh, from the Elks, uh, over a half hour with Trey Ford. Some very interesting conversation. Our thanks to Trey. Our thanks to Manny Arsenault. Our thanks to Dave Campbell and Chris Jones. And to studio producer Kellen Kennedy for helping put together tonight's The Elks this week. We'll see you in one week's time, and I will see you tomorrow morning. 5.30 a.m. on This Morning with Stacy and Daryl. Have a great night, everybody.
3: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.